I'm Dave Hill. I was born and raised in America, but my grandfather, Clarence Vincent Blake Sr., was from Canada. Clinton, Ontario, to be exact. And when I was a kid growing up on the mean streets of suburban Cleveland, Ohio, my grandfather would thrill and amaze me and my siblings with tales of his mysterious and magical homeland located just across majestic Lake Erie. My grandfather's been up in that big hockey arena in the sky for over 30 years now, so I figured it was time I finally learned more about his country, which is why I started this podcast on which I try to learn more about Canada, one Canadian at a time. This is So You're Canadian. Hello! Today I come to you from not-so-sunny New York City with a very exciting and brand new episode of So You're Canadian with me, Dave Hill, from before. I don't know if you can hear my heater in the background, but it's exhilarating. Um, Anyway, today's episode, as I mentioned, is exciting, and it's exciting for many reasons. First and foremost, because not only is my guest today my first... Alberta resident, which I guess would make her an, her an Albertan, but she's also lived in Manitoba and Saskatchewan, all three of which, if you've been following closely here on So, you're Canadian, with me, Dave Hill, from before, uh, those are all new territories on the show, uh, provinces, I know they're called provinces, I'm not stupid, anyway, unless I'm forgetting someone, maybe, I don't think I had anyone from any of those places on before. Uh, it's possible, uh, uh, you know, the holidays really demand. I might not be remembering properly. Anyway, I'm also excited because, as you may also recall, if you've listened to this show regularly, I often ask for people to write in and suggest guests, whether they be themselves or someone, you know, and today's guest did just that. She just emailed me, like, I want you to, at dave at davehillonline.com. She is Shannon Swerden, author of the book, Love's Message in a Dime. True Stories of Life Everlasting. Shannon lives in Lamont, Alberta, not far from Edmonton. Uh, She lives on a farm, which is awesome. And we talk about that, plus her new book. Uh, We talk about uh, dimes. Uh, We talk about the afterlife. Uh, Large public sculptures, one of which is, yes, a pierogi. And much more. Here now is my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with author... And Albertan, Shannon Swerden. So, um, first of all, thank you for getting a hold of me. I, um, I get so many nice emails from people who listen to the show, and um, I'm always looking for um, interesting, new, and especially Canadian guests. And um, I've I've had I think we've done 19 episodes, but have yet to have I think have yet to had anyone uh, from Alberta pushing further west and uh, n- no sleep till none of it, as I say. Um, <laughs> so um, you you live where you live east of Edmonton? Yeah, actually, I live east of Edmonton. In what city, can you say? Yeah, well, actually, we li- I live in a farm, so I'm close oh, wow. to 
uh, a small town called Lamont. I was born in Winnipeg, and then my dad got transferred to Tisdale, Saskatchewan, and then he was transferred again to Alberta, and that's how we became Albertans. Oh my gosh, so this is ticking a lot of boxes. We're good, okay, so... Uh, so so you were born in Winnipeg, and how long did you live there? How long did I live there? I was probably about six or seven. Okay, so that's that's uh. Yeah, six or seven. And, and then and then when did you move to? So then you moved to where in Saskatchewan? It's a place called Tisdale, Saskatchewan. Oh, that's right. North, you said. Yeah, it's about north. It's north of Saskatoon. My dad oh, worked. Wow. Yeah, my dad worked um, for the land, the Veterans Land Act, so he was transferred. It was basically the war vets; they would um, <clears throat> be allowed to purchase land, and my dad looked after how that all transpired. So yeah, so he was transferred to Tisdale, and then he was transferred again to Fort Saskatchewan which is in Alberta, and that's how I became Albertan. And I was actually, um, I was in grade 10 when I moved to Alberta. So, yeah, I, in high school, I would you have jumped had, around. Yeah, Wait, <laughs> we jumped there's around a, a bit. <laughs> there's a Fort Saskatchewan in Alberta? There is a Fort Saskatchewan, and it is just um, north uh, northeast of, of Edmonton. Oh wow, that's that's wildly confusing to well to me, maybe not to anyone else, but uh, <laughs> I would think Fort Saskatchewan would be in Saskatchewan, but mm. here we are. Yeah, well, there's a North Saskatchewan River. Oh, okay, that's how they get probably, you. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's probably why they ended up. I honestly don't know the history of Fort Saskatchewan. <laughs> But that's where that's where he was transferred, and he built a home. We built a home out by the Lamont area, and that's mm -hmm. um, so we always located. It was about an hour drive to Edmonton, so been there and in that area ever since. Did you catch the peak uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, Gretzky era? Oh my gosh, yes. You were you <laughs> were sure. in the thick of it. I was in the thick of it, yeah, for sure. That's see, that's an outsider. That's a question, you know. Being, um, you know, I was a kid then and very much caught up in uh, the excitement from from my home in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. No, absolutely. It was the highlight of my going up, growing up too. I just wish that um, hopefully we'll have that again <laughs> sometime. I think so. Well, I'm you're I'm not I'm not following them as closely as I did when I was a little kid. But is it, well, the important question is: there still a Gretzky's restaurant in Edmonton? You know what? I don't believe there is. If there oh. is, I don't know of it. Well, there's oh, okay. Now there's a lot of work to be we done. We have, we have, we have I, the Wayne Gretzky um, trail, like a name, I believe, uh, a name, a road that we. Go, oh, is it a paved road or for more of a hiking thing? No, it's it's actually uh, it's a 
it's one of your highways or roadways in, in right in Edmonton, right in Edmonton, um, like a trail they um, call trails. Gretzky I'm googling furiously. Oh, Wayne Gretzky Parkway Trail. There it is. Oh, there's a Canadian Tire. There's a uh, there's a McDonald's along the way. There's also there's a Lickbo not far. Lipco, what's that? Oh, Lick, my, that's what my friend uh, Niels Rush of Merrickville, Ontario, calls them. They're um, what does it stand for? It stands for the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Oh, okay. Yeah, or Lickbo, as it's known to degenerates like my friend Niels. Um, but that I digress, as 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 I often do. Um, so you live on a farm currently? Yeah, actually, um, I married a fellow that was that farmed out in that area, and we raised our children out there. So oh, we, wow. uh, we, he grows uh, all of your uh, canola, barley, wheat, oats for grain. Pretty much grain farming. We used oh, to do wow. some cattle. We used to do some cattle farming, but. Um, Actually, just before the BSE came in, um, we got out of it. So, what is the what is the BSE? Forgive my yeah. You know what it was. Ignorance. There was some kind of uh, oh, what do they call it? It was like a virus of some sort. BSE. They called oh, it. Oh, like it, a cattle it, it virus. Affected, yeah, it cat it affected. Yeah, it got into the the chain and it was diagnosed and for whatever reason it ended up being oh yeah. it's mad cow disease oh, yeah boy. anyways it i'm googling everything we're talking about <laughs> but uh, yeah we we got out of it so um but alberta is definitely noted for their beef there's no doubt about it we have mm -hmm. we have ranchers all over and so many i mean our the area is just we've got so much space and land so that you know the cattle and grain are huge in alberta yeah. and and you have a, a unique perspective having lived in three provinces i think you're to my recollection my first three provinces i've had plenty of two province guests but three provinces that's, the first one, not so much. The Winnipeg one, not so much. I don't remember yeah. too much when I was six. <laughs> yeah, you're very young. But how would you say, see, from my, my um, growing up, Saskatchewan was always the uh, sort of, that was always the province I was really excited about because it was the one we Americans knew least about because it was just, uh, it just, Saskatchewan doesn't come up nearly enough. Well, you know what? I think their prime their prime is they've got potash, but their prime is agriculture. Like mm -hmm. huge agriculture. And they've mm -hmm. got the most beautiful, the beautiful. I mean, there are so many lakes in Saskatchewan. It's just so much um yeah. It, incredible the amount of lakes they have. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a Saskatchewan fan. I was just folding my Moose Jaw T-shirt last night. Oh. <laughs> that's how I'm living down here. Um, but how how would you say life? What 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 makes what is life in in Alberta compared to, especially compared to other provinces? 
how how does it differ? What well, what makes it honestly, distinctly? I know nothing about the East. I'm going to be totally honest with you, Dave. As far east as I've gone is to Winnipeg. I flew into Ottawa just at the airport, stayed at the airport, one of the airport hotels there twice, and I, I honestly do not know anything about the east part. I mean, the east part. I'd be hard to. I think my Saskatchewan life and my Alberta life is very similar. Well, that that seems to come up a lot, both in uh, you know researching my book Parking the Moose and. Uh, that with the, the title of which I can't help but mention as often yeah. as possible. And then, but also in this podcast, I find that seems very common. Uh, I'm learning with Canada that sort of the divide between the East and the West feels like it's maybe not quite as common in America. Though we're plenty of, I think we're divided in many, <laughs> in about 10 different ways right now. But, um, <laughs> But it seems, but why do you think that is in Canada where it seems like people in the West stick to the West and, and vice versa? I don't know. I think we just tend to holiday. A lot of us tend to go south um, to where it's warmer. Like south as in to uh, the United States or to? I think, I think so. And it is costly for us to even fly within our own country. Um it it is that that's interesting yeah it is that's odd i would think that uh i guess it's that way in america too i don't know why i'm why I'm oh so no shocked. i think so. my sister my sister lives in america and i see her, the, the rates that she gets for to fly to places are way better than what we can get for sure oh wow she lives in america where does she live she lives lives in brookings like brookings right brookings oregon Oh, in the coast between, yeah, between uh, California and Oregon. Oh, nice. Um, now, why did what did did most of your family stay in Canada, or is she is she the only one to fl to flee to our uh, our primitive yes. land down yeah. here? she's the only one. She's the only one. Her husband did. Um, went to optometry school in Portland. Oh, wow. And, um, got a residency there. And mm -hmm. he was able to um, do practicing, practicing there. And um, yeah, so it's, it's been wonderful. Oh, nice. So, um, so what, getting back to Alberta sure. and Lamont, um, what, what is, what sort of the, what, what sort of separates Alberta from the rest of Canada like what makes Alberta Alberta and then we'll get into the difference between the Edmonton area and Calgary and really you know then we can get really nasty well it's just Alberta I mean we're known for our natural resources right our huge uh, crude oil reserves mm -hmm. and all the byproducts and the petrochemicals that come come from those amounts of um, natural gas that we produce in coal mm -hmm. and then the byproducts um, the fertilizer um, plants um, we've got plastic plants and nickel and a bunch of the hydrocarbons that all come from those resources so we're Wait, a lot plastic of plastic plants um, it's uh yeah it's, 
Yeah, it's it it's one it's something that we use for like creates plastic. Like plastic is one of the oh, um, oh, oh. products of through the um, hydrocarbons and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what what with the farm? So you guys must you must be you, are you you shut down for business probably for a few months or, or am I? Yeah. Totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> farming is from april well if you can so get in the end of april sometimes you can get in the fields probably more more would say may till we sometimes can combine into november depending on what kind of a fall you have oh wow yeah and do you, do you get involved in the in the farming as well or do you more look out the window and be like yep seems like it's going all right <laughs> I have to be honest here. Um, I've had a full-time job, so my farming um, abilities have been basically looking after the house, the, the raising the children, and then when providing the meals back and forth to the field and stuff, I haven't actually... Oh, well, that's plenty. Well, that, the, you've got plenty. Yeah, that's a hard job right there. Um, I would be horrible horrible at both of those jobs both the farming and and keeping uh the house and family and all that going i don't think he wants me on the equipment because i could do damage to um something so something mm-hmm. could break if i'm not 100 percent comfortable with it uh-huh so i chose choose not to um, be involved that way so you you keep things running on the home front and he your husband keep things keeps the uh the land going yep i like it that's that's a good teamwork i would uh i would um i would fail miserably at both of those things (laughs) but that's why that's why i podcast yeah (laughs) and now let's take a quick break check in with our friends at maximum fun for more information on those bastards no they're the best go to maximumfun.org friendly fire is a podcast about war movies but it's so much more than that it's history was just supposed to be another assignment it's comedy under no circumstances are you to engage the enemy it's cinema studies it's a hell of a combination so subscribe and download friendly fire on your podcatcher of choice or at MaximumFun.org. And also, come see us at San Francisco Sketchfest on January 16th. You can get tickets at sfsketchfest.com. accomplished. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we host Round Springfield. Round Springfield is a new Simpsons podcast that is Simpsons adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, in its topic, we talk to Simpsons writers, directors, voiceover actors, you name it, about non-Simpsons things that they've done. Because, surprise, they're all extremely talented. Absolutely. For example, David X. Cohen worked on The Simpsons, but then created a little show called Futurama. Mm-hmm. That's our very first episode. So yeah. tune in for stuff like that with Yardley Smith, with Tim Long, with different writers and voice actors. It's going to be so much fun. And we are every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with author Shannon Swerdy. Oh, and Alberta Resnick. 
Um, but I w- we, let's, we should talk about um, when you wrote me, Matt, you have a, a new book out called Love's Message in a Dime, True Stories of Life Everlasting, which I... Um, so beyond um, being an Albertan, you you also wrote me a lot of interesting uh, uh, stuff about your book and, and what, what's that all about? Can you... Can you uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, actually, Dave, my journey began in 2013 mm-hmm. when my daughter's boyfriend's aunt had passed away. Now, one of the things unique about this lady is wherever she would go, she would find a dime. So after she passed, my daughter started to find dimes. She said, Mom, they're all over the place. She said, mm-hmm. could she be leaving them? And I said, Mel... <laughs> I have no idea. I've never heard of this before. There's just, I couldn't believe it. So anyways, my mom was um, diagnosed with cancer in 2015. I'm sorry. And she was given only six months to a year to live. So I just Mm -hmm. decided to ask her. I said, okay, mom, could you just leave me dimes when you cross over? Leave me a dimes to leave me a message that you're close by and watching over us. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it has been the biggest journey of my life. I get into my vehicle, wow. there'd be one on my feet. There'd be one sitting in the passenger side seat. There'd be one in a bed frame, one in my washing machine. I cannot tell you how many dimes I find. So then one day, uh, shortly after she passed, my dad had, I found 12 packages of cream cheese in his fridge. <laughs> Wait, what? 12 packages. And these That's cream cheese. That's a cheese, lot of It is a lot of cream and, cheese, and yep. And my mom's not wasteful, and it was slightly past the best before date. Mm-hmm. So I decided to ask her. I said, okay, mom, if I'm supposed to use that cream cheese, could you leave me a dime? Well, I had no plans, but I asked her at 11 in the morning. By 5 o'clock that night, I had my answer. Because attached to my magnetic clasp inside my purse was my dime. If you would take Dave mm. and try to throw a dime and make it attached to that clasp, it'd be almost impossible. Uh-huh. So what I did was I'd go around and I'd share, share my story with people. I'd show them the uh-huh. clasp, my phone, and they want to hug me. They want to grasp my hands. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to get this on paper. This is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And what I found, Dave, was that other people started to find dimes. It was like a chain reaction was happening, no word of a lie. And I'd don't believe it was from my mom. I believe it was because they were right here listening, and that's why somebody else got them. Oh, so so it sort of spreads. It's because they can hear us. They honestly can hear us. So well, can I before just so <laughs> this doesn't nag at me? You uh-huh. said that the answer was whether or not to use for the initial the the diamond that was in the clasp in your purse. Was to whether she, whether you should use the cream cheese or not. Well, I just said to her, I said, leave me a dime. If I'm if supposed you, to use this cream cheese, I said, leave me a dime so that I would know that that I'm supposed to use it, right? Okay, but my now, what did you do with all? That? I want to get back to the main subject, but just a quick digression. What, what, yeah. what did you do with all that cream cheese? I wasn't sure whether I should use it or not. <laughs> no, <laughs> but 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 she honest. said to use it. I know she did. <laughs> now, but but did your mom, because if, I mean, my mother, I lost my mom in 2010, 
And she historically was not shy about uh, just blowing right past expiration dates, especially on dairy products. Mm-hmm. So, which, you know, as a kid, the last thing you want to hear is that you're drinking expired milk because you, you assume that uh, you'll die. Oh, but, yeah. um, my kids are the same. Anything that's any, it says best before kids. It's not expired. It's actually says best before, but yeah, they're, they don't like us using it at all. That's how they get, that's how I think the, uh, the manufacturer gets you. They know they're sowing discord in the home by, they create these debates best before Mm -hmm. dates. What does it mean? Exactly. it doesn't tell you when it's bad. <laughs> no. And usually it's a taste thing. You can taste it. You can smell it if it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So what? Well, no. So then what did you use all that cream cheese for? <laughs> I just, I would rather just leave that part. Okay. <laughs> let's leave. Yeah. Let's leave some mystery here. That's not yeah, a. That's leave a, that history up, out of it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. It's not an answer we need. It's it's an answer. It'll nag me for the rest of my life, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. That's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, I have yeah. my own ideas of what I would do, so that's why it's getting to me. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's focus. Um. So, the dimes you started. Um. Now, do you still find dimes? Uh, the yes. now. Four years yeah. later, or yeah, four uh, years later. I uh, I have to share you. I'm going to share with you the story that actually made me put the word undeniable on my back cover. So what happened in 2017? I found out that my cousin's cousin had passed away, and he left behind some young children. And my mom and dad knew the family really well. Mm-hmm. So all I did was go outside, and they said, "Mom, are you still around me?" We were having a potluck lunch at work the next day, so I'd made a Caesar salad. So I got in my van and I set my Caesar salad on the passenger side seat. When I got to work in front of everybody at work, I opened the passenger side door. There was not one, there was not two, but there was three. There was two American dimes and one Canadian dime laying there. My mom and dad spent 26 seasons in the US. I left those dimes in the same spot for a whole month. I would open my van door up and I'd say, what do you think? Because I didn't put them there. Then one of the ladies that knew about my book came into work. So I took her outside to where those dimes were laying. When Mm -hmm. I opened the van door, laying on top of one of the American dimes was a piece of paper and some other stuff on the floor. So I grabbed that stuff in my hand, proceeded to go back into the office to throw it into the garbage. And I thought, what is this? Well, Dave, laying on top of that American dime, was the poem that I'd handed out at my mom's celebration of life. Laying beside it was a plastic baggie where I'd handed out lily bulbs to everybody that came. Now my mom's celebration of life was the end of May, 2016. This was mm-hmm. found in October, 2017. Oh, wow. I believe, I believe it was my mom saying to me, you know it's me, Shannon. Of course it's me. She, wow. leaves me American, she leaves me, Dave, she leaves me American dimes in Canada. That's how I don't second guess it. It's like, you can't just, it didn't just fall out, Shannon. You know it was laid there. Now, if you search the internet, Dave, you will see thousands of stories of people that have found dimes. This is not new. 
it was new to me because I'd never heard of it before. But uh -huh. honestly, search them, you will see thousands of stories. So, so, one so ended, what ended up happening on my Facebook page, because my, my editor said to me, they said, Does, do they leave us other signs? And I said, you know what? I don't want people to think I did research. I did no research in this. I know nothing about any signs that anybody leaves us. Mm -hmm. But what ended up happening was on my Facebook page showed up signs from our angels, number one dimes. When I looked at that, it was like, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. <gasps> really? <laughs> dimes were number one. Now yeah. I've got to get I got to get Google Googling on this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, would do you think it would it be worth? Could now would would you be tempted to if if on um, you know if, if you were to knew you were going to lose someone else to say can you leave me loony or a toony? Absolutely, absolutely. And then see if that mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. would uh, yeah no absolutely it. yeah but I I can honestly can't tell you what has transpired after people hear my story. And I just recently came to a book signing. I was at a book signing in Manitoba. Mm -hmm. Where in Manitoba? Uh, Manitoba. It was actually in Portage La Prairie, mm -hmm. which is just east of east of Winnipeg. And a lady was given my book. Her daughter went missing 11 years ago. A lady was given my book. When she opened that book, there was a dime inside of her book. Those oh, books, wow. they, those books came out of a sealed box that morning. My cousin had helped me. We opened the box. Every five books are wrapped in plastic. There was no coins around at all. I can't explain it to you. This is what's happening. And I just want to share my story and let people know that they, yeah, it's truly. Yeah, yeah. that's powerful. Yeah. So, so was the, the, the message just, is just knowing that. The people that yeah. that we've lost are still right with us. Around us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've I've not had the now now I don't know if I'm too late now but with the dimes because my my mom mm -hmm. was coming up on ten years in a few weeks here. But no, I've we're talking we're talking. She'll know that you know it. That's what I'm saying to you. Oh. it doesn't matter. It's because the connection is that they will hear us talking. Mm -hmm. That's what so many people tell me that they know of a dime that they had just picked up, and then I talk to them. Like it's almost like, yeah, I, I can't. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. That's wild. Yeah, because I've certainly I've had you know, and I've talked not on this podcast. I don't think I've talked about it, but I've certainly talked many other times about you know connections with my mother. Uh, you know, after she had died. Um, so I, I definitely believe that we are, we remain connected very powerfully. Um, so, so I'm excited to see, uh, maybe I'll be getting some dimes um, yeah. soon, I hope. Um, <laughs> well, I never found <laughs> writing one book, but what? because this story isn't even in this book and these other, the story, the two stories that I just shared with you aren't even in this book. Mm -hmm. I have to write another one because, yeah, the biggest biggest stories aren't even in that book. Mm -hmm. So, 
So you'll write a, fo- a follow-up about it? Yeah, that's my, it? yeah, that's my next, my, yeah, book two is in the making. Wow, that's exciting. And when will that, uh, when will that come out? Or when, when I should ask, first, uh, how long has this been, uh, oh, it came out uh, in June of this year, of this past year. Is yeah, that right? It was, it was released in June. But I honestly have not done any marketing on it. I was working full time uh, right up to the end of October, and uh, outside of, uh, of of the farm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do what were you doing? Do, are you allowed to say? There's... Yeah. No, I was I was in accounting accounting and working um, for a natural gas distributor. Mm-hmm. And uh, thirty eight years there. Oh my gosh! Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So now you don't you don't sound old enough that you could have been working someplace thirty eight years unless you started, uh, <laughs> you know, as a as a small child with a, like a an accounting prodigy. Thanks so much for you saying could, that, but definitely. Could be possible. <laughs> yeah, I've. Yeah, no, I, I definitely am. Wow. Well, um, congratulations on the book, and that's that's exciting about the uh, the follow up as well. Um, now, what's so what what's going on um, in in Alberta right now in, in terms of uh, Canada? I know you guys just had the uh, the recent election. Yep, we have a new leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, yeah, Jason Kenny. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I thought maybe I would let you know about some of the ta- little towns that are in our area. Oh um, yeah, I, w- I, w- I would love love to hear about it. Okay, so one of the towns that's not far from from where I live is called Andrew. Mm-hmm. And they have they have the world's largest mallard duck in the world. It's got a wingspan of twenty three feet and it weighs a ton. Wait, this is a uh, this is not a live mallard duck. No, no, not live. If it is, I'm on the next plane. <laughs> I'm on my way. Yeah, no, a lot of or these no, towns like I would to I, actually something. the opposite. I I would tell people <laughs> to run, get away as fast as you can. That sounds like a dangerous duck. Yeah, they like the few of the towns um, are noted for for some of the um, yeah. So Mandare is not far from me as well, and they have the world's largest sausage. Uh, the sausage place is called Stanetchi Sausage House. And now, now that's actual sausage or a sausage statue. It is a sausage statue that's 42 feet tall. How tall? 42 feet. Okay. Now, I don't know why I go, uh, sausage. What is the town where the sausage is in? Mondaire. Mon- How do I spell Mondaire? M-U-N-D-A-R-E. Oh, there it is. Mondaire sausage. Yeah, and it's Donetsky sausage, and it's excellent. It's yeah, our whole area. A lot of people are. It's 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 known across Canada. 
That's a very... I'm pulling up this... Anyone listening, I uh, strongly encourage you to look up this sausage. Um, It's like a sausage... It's sort of not. A, it's like a, a kielbasa sort of. It looks yeah, like. kielbasa. They call it kubasa because, actually, Edmonton has a, a huge uh, Ukrainian settlement. And oh. Yeah, kubasa, and then we have in Vegreville, which we have the largest Easter egg, and it, the Easter egg is called the pasanka. And, and that's Ukrainian for that's Easter egg. Ukrainian for Easter egg, yeah. And it's 31 feet tall and it weighs 5,000 pounds. Wow! How so? They weighed the, they weighed the egg before they they let it uh, get on yeah. with its life. It's a famous, yeah, largest Easter egg. What is it about Alberta and uh, oversized sculptures? I think they just the, the towns themselves wanted to be noted for something, and that's what draws people to their towns. I I applaud it. I think um, I mean I having seen Mac the Moose in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, up close. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of of oversized sculptures. I'm now I'm looking. I try to keep things uh, PG thirteen here on the podcast. Yeah. But looking at uh, the Mondaire, Mondaire, am I saying that right? Mondaire, yep. Mondaire, from a certain angle, the photos are very uh, disturbing. <laughs> I don't, I'm, if you Google Mondaire sausage, um, I think, I, well, hopefully they didn't do this intentionally. I'm just saying, not, not for the faint of heart. Yeah. Um, but it, it, regardless, uh, I, I probably shouldn't be pointing out these these things. No, it's something. I'm sure I'm not. It's truly something to see, and and like I said, there's nothing like the taste of it. It is truly amazing. It's a quality sausage. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Wait a minute, not to take away from the sausage sculpture, but I have in I have discovered that these there's a sausage golf cart also do you know about this no i don't <laughs> I don't. well get googling because the mondaire sausage twitter account yeah um there's a golf cart that is has a sausage a large sausage wrapped around it it's impressive it, okay, you cool. can you can ride their sausage cart, it says. If I, if if the if the large mallard duck wasn't enough, this the uh, this sausage cart has put it over the edge for me. I have to say. Okay. Well, wait. Do you see the pasanka, the the big egg? How do you spell pasanka? Um, P Y S A N K A. But go under Vegreville and put. Oh, there. Sank eggs. Okay. The world's largest Easter egg. I think it's a superior. It might be better than the sausage. Have you eaten pierogies before, Dave? Oh, of course. Oh my gosh. Well, guess what? And I'll do it again. We have the world's largest pierogi with the fork. What? In Glendon. So take a look at Glendon. G L E N D O N. Glendon pierogi, there it is. Yeah. 
Um. Oh my goodness. There it is. I feel like my, you know, I've said it before. My book, Parking the Moose, is is incomplete because it's just one man's. You know, I did what I could in the time that I had, but I failed to see the the world's largest pierogi, the world's largest pisanka, the world's largest. To, wait, no, pierogi, pisanka. Sausage. Sausage. And duck. And duck. Uh Uh-huh. And actually, we've got the Ukrainian Cultural Heritage Village, which isn't just uh, east of Edmonton, that they actually have um, historic buildings, like a museum there, where they have actors that are in the buildings of what it was like many, many, many years ago, which is really neat. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've got a huge Ukrainian cultural area, yeah. I gotta say, the world's largest. I'm not to. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't sign on to take shots at the world's largest pierogi today. <laughs> but I think as long it's pretty big. It is big. It's a pretty big pierogi. I'm just saying, as long as you're gonna have at it and try to make the world's largest pierogi, I would have gone a little bigger. I have to say, it looks. Yeah, I, I would say it, it looks to be about 20 feet tall. Yeah, I think it says 24 or something. Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it says 27 feet tall. Oh, there you go. All right. That's not bad. <laughs> but so however. My, my husband is pierogi. Uh, my husband is petaha because that's Ukrainian. He's Ukrainian. And my my mom was from German. He, she So hers was pierogi is german well your your mother was from from germany well her family was yeah oh she, german she heritage was, she was born here though yeah she was born in manitoba oh wow um and this is uh but my husband yeah. was from ukrainian back my, so, so we, he I, must pierogi, he I, must from both be ways, thrilled right? pardon what? i had pierogies from both ways right <laughs> From both from Ukrainian and oh and German, yeah right you can't lose I love them too <laughs> you can't go wrong this is um I think honestly this is probably going to cut into my weekend plans now researching all these oversized objects um this is incredible are there any that have that you've left out in our conversation? Yeah. Not, not in my area. That those are the only ones that I know in my in our area. If you, I mean, if you, where is the the duck? The duck is in Andrew. Andrew. Andrew Mallard. Yeah. Mallard. Duck. Wait, Andrew Mallard. Okay. Oh, okay. There it is. I feel like. Oh, wow. That is impressive. The, the, I, I'm still going to go uh, with the Easter egg. I think that might be the coolest one. Where do you where do you uh, land? Like they're all close. They're all really close by, Dave. So if you do make a trip, it won't be. You can see them all very and not have to go that far. 
Oh, really? You could, so you, in one day, could you? You could do Mundarin, you could do Mundarin Vigreville very easily, and Andrew isn't that far away either. All three of those, the, the duck, the sausage, and the egg. The pierogies just maybe a little bit further, but not, it's not, yeah, the pierogi would be the, the furthest away from Vigreville. Well, I'm not telling anyone how to th- live their lives, but... Mm-hmm. Just on my preliminary research here of Googling the the mallard, the world's largest mallard duck, the world's largest uh, Easter egg, the the sausage, and the pierogi. I got it. I would say if you had to miss one, I would say skip the pierogi. And I I know that's an inflammatory thing to say. Yeah. No. It's it's close. But I stand by it, sir. The ones are definitely closer. And the Ukrainian village isn't far. What goes on there? Um, like I said, it's just, it's it's a huge amusement amusement park where they have a whole bunch of homes and elevators, everything that was actually brought back. Brought oh, this is where the, re- the reenactors are. Yeah. And and the her- the Ukrainian heritage stuff takes oh, place. Oh, okay. Just, um, wow. Wow. But then you've got the dinosaur park too, and like, don't leave that out. If you're ever south, uh, Drumheller area. Well, got, I'm pulling got, up the, the. Yeah, I see it now. The dinosaur provincial park is amazing. Yeah, like you, the dinosaur exhibits and the fossils that are there are truly. Yeah. I had no idea there were all these large. There's an oversized axe that's coming up also. Oh. I don't know if you know about that. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Where's the axe? I'm trying to find out. World's largest fiddle. That's in Nova Scotia. Now now I've gone down a whole a worm yeah. A wormhole. Uh, sausage, we've covered uh, largest axe. That's in New Brunswick. In Natkawik, if I'm saying that right, it's it's impressive. It's no it's no giant pierogi, but it's impressive. Yeah, sure. Wait, hold the phone. World's largest lobster. <laughs> I didn't look at this. <laughs> Lar- largest painting on an easel. Uh, I gotta say no thanks to that one. You know what's curiously missing is the largest moose because you heard about how Mac the moose was was uh, some con- some place in Norway made a giant moose and yeah I I did I actually got your book for Christmas so oh wow thank you yeah well, absolutely and I oh, thoroughly wow. enjoyed I read a, a good nice part of it and I've, oh. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, oh, thank very, you much, very so. much. Well, um, I promised you I wouldn't hold you hostage for longer than forty-five minutes, and we're we're almost at forty-five minutes. I feel like we're just scratching the surface. Um, but I I have to say, between I've I've learned so much uh, talking to you about your book, which I encourage everyone to grab a copy of Love Me- Love's Message in a Dime, True Stories of Life 
Everlasting by Shannon Swerden. And you can get that. I know you can get that on Amazon, but where else would you recommend people get it? I think it's just the distribution centers. I know that Walmart, Target, um, but they're all all online. Barnes Mm -hmm. & Noble. um, Yeah, that's probably probably all that I know of. Actually, it's it's at the Arizona, the Arizona market in Yuma. All right, Arizonans, you've, um, yeah. All right, so we have that, and then also, so the the, your book and the and the things we talked about with uh, with uh, the dime messages, and now all these oversized, uh, the world's largest. I I I did not when I. Signed down to my Skype this morning. I did not anticipate that I'd be hearing about an oversized pierogi. <laughs> but here we are. I'm grateful. Like yeah, I'm glad. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking. I mean, thanks, thank you for being my first uh, three-province uh, living person. It's a, it's a record here on So You're Canadian. All right. I'm grateful. Um, And everyone, please grab a copy of Shannon's uh, new book, Love's Message in a Dime, and look out for the follow-up. And um, and if I ever make it, when, I shouldn't say if I ever, when I make it to Lamont and the greater Edmonton area, I'll I'll drop you a line and let you know. Yeah, Um, you'll probably have to go by my corner (laughs) <laughs> I will. We'll, we'll go get our picture taken in front of the pierogi or the, or the sausage or something. Sounds good. All right. Thank yeah. you very much for talking yeah. to me. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. And there you have it. My delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with author and Lamont, Alberta resident, Shannon Swerden. I encourage you to check out a copy of Shannon's new book, Love's Message in a Dime, True Stories of Life Everlasting. It's interesting stuff, and uh, and it's available wherever incredible books are sold. Uh, Amazon, for example. And uh, speaking of interesting, I sure learned a lot from Shannon. Uh, not only about uh, her book and Alberta, but... Uh, if you want to see sculptures of various oversized food items, uh, Alberta is the place to be, as best I can tell. Sausage, pierogies. Uh, I'm on the next plane. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. Watch out for me. I'll be the guy standing in front of the oversized uh, pierogi for a little too long. Anyway, thanks for joining me once again for So You're Canadian with me, Dave Hill. If you or someone you know would make a great guest on this show, please email me at dave at davehillonline.com and uh, tell me what's what. Or just write to say hello. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like about this show or just life in general. Uh, for more information on me and my plot for world domination, go to davehillonline.com. Uh, before I go, I'd like to thank my partner in crime, producer, the brains behind the operation, and so much more, Mr. Chris Gersbeck. I'd also like to thank our friends at Maximum Fun for having us be a part of their podcasting empire 
For more information on Maximum Fun and all that good times they're bringing you, go to MaximumFun.org. As long as I'm telling you what to do, please check out mine and Chris's other podcasts, Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident, new episodes out every Friday, wherever you get incredible podcasts, and also History Fluffer, which we do with Jim Biederman and Jody Lennon. Uh, That's been a little more sporadic lately, but quality, still job one. Um, Oh, you want to find a good book to read in addition to uh, Love's Message in a Dime? Why not pick up a copy of my book, Parking the Moose? Uh, One American's epic quest to uncover his incredible Canadian roots. It's all about Canada. My grandfather's from Clinton, Ontario. You know this. Get the book if you haven't already. It's the best, basically. It's the greatest book about Canada ever written by a non-Canadian. Who can debate me on this? Uh, Anyway, oh, Dave, where where can we see you next? I'm glad you asked. January 24th, I will be at Union Hall in Brooklyn doing History Fluffer with Jody Lennon, Jim Biederman, and Chris Gersbeck. I will be, oh, let's backtrack. I'll be at NAM in Anaheim January 16th at 5 p.m. I'll be uh, doing a demonstration at the Earthquaker Devices booth. Um, let's see how that goes. Um, I'll be at Sketchfest in San Francisco January 17th, 18th, and 19th. Um, go to sfsketchfest.com to find out. I think I'm doing like four shows. Come to all of them. Why not? It's not that far of a drive from Vancouver, for example. It's kind of far, but hopefully you see my point. Anyway, if you're in New York January 28th, uh, may I encourage you to swing by Word Bookstore, where uh, I will be in conversation with Malcolm Gladwell, Canadian guy. Uh, we're going to talk about my new book, Parking the Moose, mentioned earlier. Um, and I'll sign it, and he'll sign it, and it's going to be great. Uh, There's going to be snacks, I hope. We'll see. Anyway, until next time, this has been So You're Canadian with me, Dave Hill. And I'm not sorry. Nailed it. Um, Okay. I guess that's it for me. I'm going to go feed the dog now and water myself. I don't know. Why did I feel stupid? Okay. Put on some action music, Chris. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.